Action Park Media. All right, today's guest is both a tremendous actor and a great friend of mine. Uh, you got to be careful when you're in a scene with him because he just might steal it. Uh, his resume includes terrific roles in Breakout Kings, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, House of Cards, Westworld, and now uh, breaking news in Yuba County. Uh, this guy has, I've always said this to everybody, um, the biggest bag of tricks, man. The biggest bag of tricks. <laughs> One of the most versatile actors I know. Um, he once said, it's very rare that people let me hop off the crazy wagon. <laughs> and, and we've had discussions about this. Um, and I know exactly what he means, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I, you know, have my own hurdles. But, uh, Jimmy, just uh, tell people how we know each other, man. Hey, buddy. First of all, thanks for having me on this this is a great show, Dom. I've been listening to some apps. You're, you're just great. You're, you're the perfect moderator for all these these topics people really care about, and you have such an emotional investment. You're so funny. Thank you, buddy. My pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank and you. I'm glad that the, the peanut gallery oh, finally got my... Yeah, this, this, yeah, this... I could hear them kind of in the background like the Hair Bear Bunch <laughs> in the other episodes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like who's, who's, who's the posse? We got permission. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Welcome you know, to being mic'd. We, you know, I was like, we, we got we to find a way to involve these guys because uh, mm -hmm. they they have great input um, and they're great guys and people should know who they are, you know? So we finally, yeah, Pat kind of figured it out, the tech whiz. He's a genius. And, yeah. Yeah. Pat and Kieran doing it. <laughs> well, I met you, man. Uh, we were, sh we were uh, flying to uh, Toronto to to shoot the oh. pilot for breakout kings and uh a therapist yeah what'd you say and you were being my therapist i was i was afraid of flying you remember that yeah i do of course i do you uh, look you, the first thing you said yeah I, I don't know about these playwrights jimmy i don't know i don't know about and then you popped a cigarette in your mouth when you were like a mile away from the exit to the airport. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy knows what he needs and he takes what he wants and I like him already. <laughs> it was amazing. And then we just, you know, we just clicked the way it's, it's, it's not that common that you, you click and it's like, oh, for life. And it was like, it was like that first hang. It was like, oh, me and Dom, tight for life. And then we got each other through that series of ups and downs and we gotten each other through so much shit in life and uh uh man i just love you so much brother <laughs> uh, so much. i mean uh I, I admire you so much i love you and um hey by the way what's that mary simpson says hey oh and sends her love to your mom please 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 uh right back at her thank you so much for that i really appreciate that thank you i'm always um, thinking about you guys breakout kings so where I, I could talk about that incident. <laughs> yeah. Can I think, we? I think we need to hear can, it. Can no. we? No. Okay. Sure. Okay. So it's, 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 it's the day of the table read and, uh, 
Jimmy is receiving a, a package that day. And uh, I'm like, uh, he's like, you know, I, I don't know. You know, uh, I don't, I don't think. Because we were living in a building where they was they would receive packages and we would go downstairs and get them. And he's like, I, you know, I I, I don't know, I, I have a really bad feeling about this. And I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll go down. Do you want to say this? Do you want to tell the story? Am, am, am I messing it up? Go ahead. Well, I'll just clarify that, you know, I was, you know, like a lot of men I'm, I'm there's a lot of childish ways about me and i was doing even more childish things back then and you know i also like played a lot of video games and so it was actually for the it wasn't for, it was for the uh the actual season we were going back up for the actual season so you and i were already tight that's right and uh right. and i had uh i stuck uh, an xbox in one of my check bags and then i stuck just a ball of weed in the battery compartment thinking like this is brilliant i'm going to be able to have some weed on my days off and it's in the battery compartment who, who the hell is going to look there um and then they held my bag they didn't give my bag to me and so i went to the table read with you saying hey man they took my bag for inspection they said they're going to drop it off uh tonight and I think, I think the cops are going to come. I think the cops are they're going to come take me away. And I just, I just fucked up this whole series. I just ruined the show <laughs> because I was acting like a child who needed what he wanted right then. He was so uncomfortable at the dinner that he he bailed early. And I said, okay, well, you could go just just um, just go go sleep in my place. Don't go to your place then. You know, if you're worried about that, just go to my place. I was, I, I think, I was two or three floors below him. And um, so he leaves. I, I I go back, and he's got he's got the, uh, the blackout thing. He's sleeping on the couch. He's got Mousy with him, and any anything happened? I'm like, no, everything is there's no no everything looks normal down there. Then the next day, they actually called him. I went down, and. I went to go pick it up and nobody charged from any corner and there was no sting, nothing was going on. <laughs> no and then we said, you know what? These, the, the two fucking geniuses, okay? Go. Look, we got out of this one. We made it. Let's flush it. Oh, no. Oh, man. It was and we fucking third flushed it. Fellas. Oh. Yeah, I was like, Karen, get in. What's the Karen? I got it in there. I remember I was just like, no, this is bait. This is bait. They want me to, because it, it was still in the compartment. They want me to smoke it, so they have proof. And so I open it, and I'm like, and you're like, see, there's no problem. I'm like, no, we're flushing. We're flushing. There's no way. And uh, about five minutes later, we were like, we didn't need to flush that. Yeah. You're the first we, guys we, in history to have flushed weed. We, 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 like, really wanted, like, uh, you know, we wanted to smoke some weed, and... and Man, the shit that we had to go do to just to find some weed, uh, but the, never again. That, how much was consumed before the paranoia came in? Uh, <laughs> we didn't have oh, any. Um, we flushed. We flushed. So that's the, the thing. We didn't have any. That's the problem. You were, you were straight up unadulterated <laughs> paranoia. Uh, that's the Canadian yeah. drug smuggling story. Uh, but uh, 
So so we start working on breakout kings, and I'm watching this. I'm watching Jimmy work, and he works a little differently than I do. Um, he kind of gets things really quick, really quick. You could shoot him something, he'll go in his little corner, and he always used to just write on the fucking sides all the time. It's like, it's, it looks like a fucking road map. But he, that's what he does. He goes on the side, and he starts, he starts writing, and he's like, ah. Okay, I got it. And and then he just comes, man. And you're like looking at him. He just just delivers. Where my process, I have to repetition, 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 repetition until I feel comfortable enough to play. He could. What he does is just. He has all that. And then he just brings more. He knows his boundaries. So he's always willing to play. And I really love working with him. Because it's, it's, every take is different. Um, and he makes, uh, you know, he makes you a better actor. You know, he, he really does. Well, I feel the same way about you, Dom. You're, you're always so on point. Whether or not your process takes you this way or that way, on the day, man, just gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. Speaking of that, one of my favorite things I saw. Uh, past year was was you playing Fat Sal, man. Um, you just talk about balls, man. You show up in the Irishman, and 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 you're playing you're you're playing against Pacino, Pesci, and you're just owning it, man. And I know you and I were both we both feel like we got to earn every single job because we do, and we're kind of in our heads because we, cause we, we really care so much about the opportunities we're given. Um, and so, yeah, so we take it really, really seriously, you and I. And, uh, and sometimes being in your head, it really, it's this kind of wall that you have to get over. And just to see you owning those guys in a Martin Scorsese movie, man, it just, it was everything, man. Thank you, man. You, you, I mean, I always, you destroyed it means a lot coming from part. you, and and it was um, thank you for that work. Man. It was you know one of those those gigs. I'm working with my idols, man. You know, it, and I had to put that in my back pocket really, really fast. Yeah, really fast. You know, and mm -hmm. that, yeah, because that that mm -hmm. that absolutely. You know, sometimes you don't want to work with your idols. You know. And uh, I had a, not saying that I didn't have a great experience, but it was a tremendous amount of pressure that I, I kind of put on myself until I walked yeah. out of that trailer and I said, you know what, you have, you have to leave that. And, um, and then that, that's what I did. But man, it was uh, one of those jobs that 20 years from now, it's just like the wire 20 years from now. It's like, Oh man, I was, I was a part of that. And, and it, you know, it's going to go a long way for me. It'll, yeah, it'll man. keep me. Um, but yeah, we, I still have to sing and dance Glory. for my food. You know, it's a, uh, you know, people have that misconception. Oh yeah. You get offered sure. this, you get offered. Yeah. Oh, I mean, every once in a while, but you, you still have to prove yourself. You, you know, it's, it's a grind. In general, yeah, man. Because we're, you know, we, we, we both kind of fall into types, you know, character types, uh, and at least initially. And, uh, you know, I, I was always psyched to have a type, which was generally like 
off-putting fucking asshole. You know, some something a little bit like he's up to no good is basically what my face says, I guess. I don't know why. My mom's all like, doesn't Hollywood know you're a nice boy? I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm working though, Bob. I'm working. I'm okay. Uh, but, you know, if you, you, you get enough of those opportunities and you, you, sh- you show them how, how fucking good you are at that type. You show them how you can actually take that type and expand it into something larger. And then you get, you know, it's all about luck and talent. You get, you, you're lucky enough to have a casting director who, who, ha- who has to notice and see and then believe in you and then give you shots before anyone else does. I mean, that's, that, that's for you and I, I feel like that's what we did. We, we just kept our, our nose down and worked really hard and were true and honest and uh, established great friendships because um, we got our feet on the ground and, and then we got some, some bigger opportunities. And uh, Yeah, I mean, pe- yeah, people always coming up to me saying, you know, you're, you're always playing a cop. And I go, well, somebody got to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, there's a there's a lot of buzz about um, breaking news in Yuba County. I mean, I mean, this cast is crazy. Uh, Allison Chaney, Wanda Sykes, Clifton Collins, uh, Juliette Lewis. How, how was that experience for you? Oh, it was, it was great. I mean, all these women I've looked up to for for decades, and so, um, or, you know, most of them, if not, then the past decade. Um, so it was just just a felt like a privilege to be you know, one of the few dudes in this really strong female cast. It was a, it was a, a freaking hoot. Yeah. I, I, I believe Jenny, she's really good friends with Phil. Well, yeah. I mean, we didn't have too much time together, but, uh, Allison, uh, she, I did, um, she's in, she's incredible in everything she does. And she came backstage. I was doing an, uh, I was playing, uh, Philo Farnsworth and Aaron Sorkin's the Farnsworth invention on Broadway about 15 years ago. And, Allison, you know, being a Sorkin uh, cast member, showed up and was very kind afterward. Then we've kind of known each other satellitely. And then I, I, uh, I was just so psyched. Yeah, Phil was with this connection because you introduced me to Phil. And like, you know, we actually, I went over and had some, some lunch uh, outside at the, the Rosenthal's, you know, a month or two ago. And, and Allison was coming like the next day for lunch. Or socially distanced lunch. He tries. Uh, she's, Phil, she's incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, the beautiful thing about Phil is that he brings everybody, and it's always about. It's kind of like what we talked about on the podcast. You know, it's you make these connections over food, which is what his show yeah, is man. about. And he's just not a guy who's just doing it for for television. He 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 lives it. He loves it. You know, and uh, I I loved introducing you to him because. Um, it, it's I'm, I'm glad you guys have that connection now because oh yeah, yeah. it was a birthday party of yours we, we yeah. had to sit next to each other and uh just hit it off instantly and his whole family uh phil monica lily you know, ben yeah ben and lily just i mean that's that's the measure of a guy it's like your kids are wonderful and, and, and Monica, like responsible for, for two young adults that are so just gorgeous on the inside and out. And I remember, uh, I was at Phil's talking to Ben 
a couple of years ago. What do you, what do you, what do you plan on doing? He's like, yeah, I'm, I want to get into maybe production and, um, but I'm going to start as a PA. And for those who don't know, a, a production assistant is pretty low rung on the ladder. It's, you're going to do a lot of grunt work. No one's going to thank you. Uh, you won't get paid much. And, uh, and Ben saying, you know, I, I think I might want to be a PA. And I was like, well, you know, I pointed to Phil. I was like, Phil, dad gets you that instantly. And he looks and he goes, yeah, I, I'm going to figure it out myself. I, I love Ben. Like, yes, yes. Gorgeous. Yes. Beautiful. So great. Lily, so Lily, Lily as well, and Ben. Um, you know, oh, Lily's gold. Yeah. You, you know, um, they have two terrific parents, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Phil. Phil came up the hard way. Monica came up the hard way. They. They. They know, and they know there's no benefit at just throwing their name out and getting their kids a job. It only hurt them later on, yeah. and they realized that. So, uh, a beautiful family. Beautiful family. Just gorgeous. Um, just gorgeous. I got to say, before you move past this, I just want to hit on it because I watched uh, <clears throat> Breaking News in Yuba County last night. Yeah. Just a fantastic film. I mean, it, it hit me right away. I'm drawn to weirdness. So when I heard that music, the score with it, and I saw every single strong character in that film, I was crying. Like, my wife and I, we really, really enjoyed it. And it just, it was kind of like, for me, it was like a combination of, like, Fargo meets The Informant. And it was just like... It, it's a great call. It is. That is a great <laughs> call. What it is. It's a nice combo. It was so good. Yeah. Man. I really enjoyed it. You were fantastic. But I mean, what a what a cast. I mean, everyone was just so on point. Oh my God. Wanda Sykes, come on. I got to hang out with Wanda Sykes. <laughs> like you, got to ro- you got to rob a jewelry store with Wanda Sykes. That's <laughs> if, if, so I mean, she, she writes for funny. everyone. I mean, half, half mm-hmm. these people are, are saying her jokes. Yeah. You know, people don't yeah. even know it. She, she writes for everybody. It's um, she's so sharp. Oh, she's great. Um, I just want that to be my alarm clock in the morning. It's hers. Go get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> so, Jimmy, um, when did you know you want? I, I mean, I know you theatrically trained and and. Uh, you have that background. You were living in New York. You, Charlie Day. There were a bunch of you guys, right, in New, in New York. Yeah. Uh, that started out. Yeah. But wh- when did you know you wanted to be in show business? Yeah, I started out doing a lot of plays at um, uh, a, a great theater in uh, in Belvedere, New Jersey, called Country Gate Playhouse, and uh, written by, uh, uh, run by this guy named Bill Scarato, who my mother knew, and so I I did some plays. Uh, during high school, um, and um, but I really didn't see it as a career. I'd never met an artist in my entire life who had made a living from painting, acting, direct. I'd never known anyone who did that, and so the concept was very foreign to me. Acting was what you would do after your job. You'd go and you'd rehearse, you know, five hours every night, and then finally put the production up months later. Um, and then I, uh, I was taking uh, classes at Bloomsburg University for a business and English major, actually. And I took a lecture uh, hall uh, class about acting, mostly because it was a lecture hall. So they didn't take attendance. I could blow it, blow it off <laughs> and then, you know, just go listen to Hurricane in the woods. And so uh, I finally audited the place, like after a couple months. And the professor, Karen Enselm, told me she was going to fail me because she takes attendance. So I better ace the final, which was an acting thing. And I actually, so 
so I just, I knew, I took uh, a scene from one of the few plays I knew, Assassins by Stephen Sondheim, and I put it together with the other voices on like a tape, cassette tape, and, um, and Karen asked me to be a major. And it was just the first time anyone ever had welcomed me into any kind of fold. And then I started reading Sam Shepard and um, just, you know, a lot of uh, great playwrights. And You like um, Pinter also. Oh, the crap. Love some Pinter. Love, I was obsessed with Dumbwaiter for so long. Um, and uh, I'm going to circle back to that. Yeah, I just. What, what you I'm going to circle back to that, the Dumbwaiter. Good, because you and I should do that play. Yeah. Uh, we would we would own yeah. we would own that yeah. thing, man. I would love to do that. Etoy. The ages are a little similar, but we could spin it, man. You, he, I, he, Jimmy Jimmy has mentioned this play to me on three separate occasions. Three separate occasions. One at Little Dom's. We went for pizza at Little Dom's on a hike. And then uh, actually, you had mentioned this to me when we were filming Breakout Kings, and I, I I've always had this in the back of my head. And I'm gonna get it done. At some point, at some point, there, we brother. have to do it. Help me make it happen. <laughs> We're gonna do it. Um, but but yeah, I didn't. Um, my my university was mostly focusing on like you know business and actually nursing. Um, and uh, I, I went there because it was it was it's an affordable state school that I I could you know figure out with little stuff and. Um, so Karen told me, you know, we don't do showcases like a lot of acting schools, so you should go to do summer stock. So I went and did summer stock at Williamstown Theater Festival and met, uh, you know, Charlie Day, David Hornsby, uh, who's, you know, cricket on uh, Sunny and also head writer, um, Logan Marshall Green, so many uh, great guys that I'm still friends with. And um, I happened to Louis Black was there. And so Williamstown, uh, let's, uh, it brings up some name, namey people and then ask them, will you please teach apprentices a master class If you have time, just a couple hours twice and, and help them understand what you do. And maybe they can follow that Avenue. And Lewis was teaching a, um, a class on standup. And so obviously I love the guy. And so I went to the, the standup class and, uh, he's like, I don't want any, did you ever notice when this happened, just tell a funny fucking story? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I love him, man. He's so good. He's so Why? good. And actually, there is this there is this girl in the class, like another kid like me, I don't know, maybe 18. She's like, she's like, um, but what if nothing funny has ever happened to you, Lewis? Then fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. Destroying us all. And, um, so we ran. Th- I told a story about. Um, I told a story about the first time I uh, dropped acid, and I, ha- I happened to be like 15 years old. It's a really funny story because I had never touched weed. I don't know if I'd even drunk, but I was just there in like in high school, sophomore, and wearing like my my brother's hand-me-down corduroys and wire rim glasses, and then this like cool guys like you, Simpson. You want to see some colors? <laughs> like, sure, huh? um, and he gives me two hits of acid and charges me ten dollars. And um, and so I took one during Spanish class and um, waited five minutes and nothing happened. I didn't see colors, so I took the other one. Oh, oof. had a oh. mind expanding wow. afternoon. Oh. Anyway, oh, um, 
yeah, I'm telling, I'm telling this story to just uh, like just my my uh, other apprentices at Williamstown one night in uh, the cafeteria after a shutdown, kind of like makeshift open mic. And Lewis happened to walk through with his agent at the time, who was there to see him do the play he was doing. And uh, she she happened to catch my my act, and and then asked to sign me uh, at uh, APA in wow. New York City. And then you know it's just I'm lucky enough to be in the right time, right place, and um, and happened to be offering a little something for some reason that someone was interested in, and then that that was that was my break. That was my absolutely my break. Wow, that's how things happen. People are always asking me how you know how how do you get into this business? How, how you know what did you do? You know, we all have different roads. You know, I, I yeah, it, it's hard for me to tell somebody exactly what to do because I I like. I've never been institutionally trained, so I never went to school for it. So I sure, and I kind of got lucky. You know, you you do this this workshop. Yeah. Someone sees you, they sign you. That's huge. That's you. People yeah. are extras. Uh, people are on sets all the time. Just 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 to get that opportunity, it's Absolutely. it's hard. It's um, it's a lot of sacrifice. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's like you're, 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 you're kind of positioning yourself for the luck. You can't just kind of be like, where's my luck? But, you know, for instance, to get to Williamstown, I had to like sell everything I had because there was a $2,000, uh, like entrance fee to work for them. And, uh, two, I didn't have $2,000. So I did everything I could to get there. And I was building sets all summer, um, no roles and just happened that, you know, that was the right setup for me, you know? Um, but it, it, it was, it was out of my desire to be in the middle of where opportunities might occur and willing to sacrifice to get there. At any moment, were you like, uh, any, any, any doubts when you were there and you, you weren't getting a role and you were just building sets and working and not really because Williamstown was the first time I, I was introduced to like the community of theater people. And so there's this re this lovely kind of, uh, everybody takes care of each other. The older people were explaining to us like, okay, if you're doing plays across the country all summer, you're going to have breaks. And this is how you, uh, uh, this is how you get unemployment for the work that you have done. Mm. And this is how you get through. And it was, it was a real sense of community that made me feel like, okay, um, I'm not going to be, uh, hooked up or rich or anything, but I, I do like this lifestyle, what I'm being shown kind of, you know, like merry bands of players. Like that sounds appealing for my life, a little less comfort, but a little more, um, excitement and, uh, certainly a lot of acting. That's, that's Williamstown is when I knew I wanted to commit fully. What was the first role or first job where you, you're saying to yourself, I'm an actor. I still wonder about that after yeah. every role. I'm like, fuck, am I an actor? Yes. Am I, am I uh, the longest hack around? Um, but um, I think you're normal for feeling that way because I do the same thing. Right. I still contemplate it. Still very neurotic about sure. it. And, uh, yeah. But I'm just wondering, what was that one job where um, you felt... I'm an actor. I'm a working actor. 
a working actor, man, I don't think I felt like a working actor that is like I could reliably kind of count on if I apply myself, I will get more work. That didn't really occur till about breakout games, honestly. Um, because, you know, I'd, I'd really shown up and done a lot of weird, interesting stuff. I'd, I, uh, you know, I had the, the Letterman Lyle, the intern situation. Yeah. I had all these kind of wonderful experiences. Amy Heckling's loser was my like first job and working with someone so iconic and someone I respect so much was huge. But, um, everything was kind of always kind of slipping through. And then with breakout Kings, you know, to be asked to be the lead, a lead character on a series by some really great writers, Nick Santor and Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. So great. Um, that was like, Oh, and there's networks behind it all having agreed after your test that yes, you will be the guy. And so having that kind of consensus, everyone agrees you're good enough. That was definitely a, a, a bump in my sense that, okay, if I apply myself, I might be able to do this. Also, you, you created a character. I mean, they gave you like this piece of clay and you modeled Lloyd. You you kind of, because I, re, I, I, I remember what it was on the page. And then you show up, uh, I'm like, wow, that's that's fucking awesome. That's really interesting. And it just kept going. He just kept adding all these different ingredients to the, to this character, and it made him so fucking rich. And uh, oh, I I'd loved that, seeing um, that process. I mean, he just kept you kept you you kept pivoting constantly, always, even even within a scene, you just kept pivoting. Well, I had so much exposition. I, I needed to do some. You have to. <laughs> you have to. But also, you know, it was it was there. Uh, Nick and Matt had had. You know, it's 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 a collaborative effort. The, the the writer and the actor. Hopefully, they had written this thing that was just like, oh my god, this is so specific. I could really have fun because they're so specific. So it's like you know, when someone gives you, you know, as an actor, if you're standing out in the middle of the field, you're uh, yeah, you can come up with some stuff. But if your writer gives you this clear jungle gym to play on, it's like, no, this is how it's working. You could do backflips, and you could have so much more fun. Because they've been so specific, right? Uh, if that makes sense. And so Nick and Matt started specific, and then I added, you know, uh, my my myself to Lloyd, and then they started writing for that, much like they started writing for you as Ray. You know, it was like we we all kind of kept developing because those writers were great, and we were committed. It was a great concept for a show, and. And Nick and and Matt, they they wrote these great characters. They they each one it was uh, very character driven. Um, yeah, they did such a great job on that show. You, you know, um, just even thinking about how that show could have exceeded everybody's expectations if if it had, let's say, if it had stayed on Fox at that time. I want everybody to know too uh, that Jimmy Simpson, I, I, I think probably wanted to at that particular time. You have tested the highest at Fox. Yeah, yeah. he did. He tested the highest yeah. at Fox. I think it actually tested higher than twenty four at that particular time. But him specifically, off the charts, man. The audience automatically loved him. 
from from day one, man. <laughs> they knew what they wanted. That's just because I had a I had a monologue about farts in the pilot. That's all. That's, that's, the only reason. that's how you win people. Over. Hey, you made it work. <laughs> you made it work. <laughs> Was there ever oh, an audition that went horribly wrong? Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a, several. I had several. Um, I had, uh, I, yeah, I, I had one actually. Um, you know, I heard you talking to uh, uh, Sherry Thomas. Yes. Um, that was that was that was great. She's great. She's, she's such a wonderful person. She is. So is Sharon Bialy. You know, they're actually um, they're a huge part of me uh, being validated because. I, you know, my agency closed down in New York just post 9-11. I couldn't, I couldn't find a, uh, a new Asian. I couldn't get arrested on film. And uh, I come out to L.A. and uh, Sharon and Sherry put me in, you know, my first few jobs in L.A. were plays. Mm -hmm. And so they put me in um, Tartuffe at La Jolla Playhouse. And then put me in the uh, the La Jolla version of the Farnsworth Invention. Later went to Broadway. Uh, those those women have been kind of essential, and not just to my career, but they're just such great humans to know. Yeah. And um, also Lorraine Mayfield was pretty essential. She um, she's another amazing casting director. She's got so much wonderful stuff, and I was going through a whole lot of personal shit around uh, 2012, 13. And I went in for Lorraine for Gavin in uh, house of cards. And man, I was, I can't tell you, I was in a hole, but I got out of my hole to go see Lorraine and Lorraine did this crazy thing that no one else had done that whole year. It's like, Hey Jimmy, you okay? I was like, Oh, is it obvious? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thanks, thanks for asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, thinking about you, and I'm like, well, shit, it's amazing. And I was kind of like so warmed by that that the, the kind of the job, the work at hand, was became secondary. I was just like, good people in LA. I love it. And I gave a mediocre at best audition, and um, I get a call from my manager Kim Callahan, uh, who's saying, uh, "Hey, Larray." said, uh, you came in, she said, she thinks you can do better. She wants to bring you in a couple of days. And, oh my God, <laughs> the confidence. She was fighting for that you. she had in me. Yeah. Yeah. She's fighting for you. She saw something that I didn't even see in that moment. And then I'm like, oh my God, people believe in me. I can believe in me. Yeah. And I showed up and I did the audition better. And I got the role and, you know, House of Cards was, a, was another little phase in my career of like, okay, now you're, you're, there's some serious dramatic chops possibly on this guy. Um, and that was, that was essential. I, I, I bank her you know, every year, like, thank goodness. Thank goodness for human beings behind the casting director. Yes. Um, it, it, when you go into a room and it's, and it's warm, and you really feel like you're getting a fair uh, a fair shot, and especially when someone is uh, interested in your personal being. Yeah, man. You know, um, it it's just some stuff just fall off the shoulders, man. You know, because 
when I go into a room like that, I, I'm tense sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? You just have to just just put it out there, forget it, and be loose. And it's hard to do. It's easy to say, but it's hard to do. For some people, I guess it's easy. For me, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's being in that little room. But if I know I'm in the room with Sherry Thomas and some other um, yeah. casting directors, I feel comfortable. I feel just as comfortable as I feel like talking to you right now. And it makes a difference. Speaking of comfort, how you how you doing on uh, on your plane ride these days? <laughs> Getting through? Uh, uh, when, 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 yeah, when I was flying, yeah. Uh, now, basically not going anywhere, man. We just um, found out about this. Oh, man. Yeah. The sweet doughy center oh. to this guy. Oh. Everybody thinks he's just pure, pure hard ass. He's the most gentle soul most caring God, the way you take care of your family i mean you were just one of the sweetest guys but the when you let me know you got some some plane issues i, I got I, I found it so endearing man because hey jimmy I, they want me to take a plane ride i don't know i don't know <laughs> oh, yeah what's what for yeah it's a spielberg movie yeah written by charlie kaufman i don't know <laughs> flight of bahamas i don't know if, i don't know if it's worth it you know? <laughs> yeah, leave it to me. I'll talk myself out of anything, man. Exactly, uh, dude. Jimmy, Jimmy put me on tape. Uh, we were at his um, apartment. Well, he was renting a house, uh, and Jimmy put me on tape for Boardwalk Empire, and I wind up getting that. But we did the yeah, audition buddy. like in five minutes, and then we went and got Moscow Mules. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of mules. Come on, let's go I get a couple of Moscow Mules. Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> and uh, so then you get. I also put you on tape for uh, for Three Stooges, which you should have gotten because oh. you're curly. <laughs> Blew me out of the water. <laughs> you, you should, you guys should have seen this guy. <laughs> it was just gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you put me. We both. We. You have to understand. Uh, when we were shooting Breakout Kings, the first, uh, the first season, we went to Toronto. It literally slow, snowed every other day. So yeah. we're, we're basically in our apartments all the time. So we, I have an audition for the gray. <laughs> Jimmy puts his director's hat on, comes in, uh, knocks down a few lamps, changes the light. We're gonna shoot it in this corner. We're gonna. The plane went down, and we, we just you, you, you're there. You just you just do everything in that corner on the floor. And he put me on tape, man. And um, I still think to today is probably my best uh, my best audition. Yeah, man. So, so goddamn good, man. Yeah. Oh, we did a lot did of a stuff, lot of stuff. In, in the, in the oh, corner God. of this room. It was so <laughs> goddamn cold being entire. And and you're a guy who doesn't, who you, you prefer to not be sick, I'll say, to put it lightly. <laughs> like, you, Is this going you, with the antibiotics? I've someone, <laughs> yes, I've seen someone take so many antibiotics. I think one time you got the hiccups. You're like, I got to take a Z-pack. <laughs> 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 Maybe I always worry about you yeah. during COVID. I'm like, I hope he's staying clean and clear. I remember one time I I, I sneezed or something like that. And I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, what, what, what do you what, what do you want? A Z pack? 
He's <laughs> <laughs> Your feet were cold the other day, and you went on an antibiotic. Yeah, man, I, I did, I did, uh, yeah, a couple you of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, you had cold feet. I went on a little moxicillin run. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no mox never hurt you, buddy. Got to get the mox. You know, a seventy fives. Um, then. You do Westworld. Yeah. Everybody, huh? Yeah. First season. What a character. Insane. Amazing. Fucking incredible. Amazing. Did you know what that show was going to be? What that show was all... Did you you know at at that time? Man, I'm so out of, like, the trades and the business knowledge. I have no... I never know what's happening. Um, And so I had no idea they had already, like, shot a huge pilot with Anthony Hopkins and Ed Harris and Evan Wood and uh, Tandy Newton, all these Jeffrey Wright, like all these people that that's are. An, that's an arsenal of talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I, but I, arsenal. I had no, no idea. And so, you know, uh, Paps Adair, another great uh, yeah. director yeah. brought me in. Um, and I think, I think I'd done a person of interest for, for Jonah and, and, that's right. and Lisa previously so they had seen me do a little something and they brought me in uh for for actually for for both parts both of the human visitors um and i i i loved them both i loved both the parts and then they at the callback they're like you you have to kind of pick one whichever one you want to do you should you should bring that one we like you for both that's awesome and so that's amazing i was like well i you know most people see me as kind of smarmy, you know, off the cuff. That's that kind of shit. And which I love doing and I love doing it extra good. But, but William wasn't that. And, uh, I all that. I knew is that, um, he's a really, really good guy. I think they were kind of doctored sides for the audition. So not the real script. He's a really, really good guy. And then there was some point I did a scene where I was, I had to bring it down and get a really hard, and that's all I knew. Um, and so I was filming, uh, you know, I actually go to set the first time and Joan is like, Hey, let me show you the pilot. And so I see the pilot and I see all these people that were in, I actually thought the show was going to be kind of spoofy. I thought it was going to kind of be a send up of Westworld. I had no idea how much gravitas, how much thought they were putting into it. And so when I saw the pilot, then I was just like, how do I follow that? That's such a gorgeous, one of the most gorgeous episodes of television I've ever seen. And so I just jumped in. I got so into this role and had no idea he was going to turn to Ed Harris until, I don't know, three or four episodes in. And I just kind of figured it out based on some other random shit. Yeah. But It's HBO, um, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I remember when you got that. I was in Los Angeles, and um, I remember talking to you about it. And I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, uh, but I think it's your first role where you were a little out of your comfort zone. Mm. And yeah. I remember you talking to me about it, and um, yeah. you know, I, I was like, to me, there was nothing you couldn't do. I because to me, that character is more the the Jimmy I know. And, sure. and, uh, sure. and I'm like, you got this in the bag. Just, just dig a little deeper in that bag. It's there. 
you know, and uh, I knew it. Yeah, I knew man. it. I knew it. And you were, you were fantastic, Jimmy. Thank fantastic. you so much, John. But it, it was, it was a departure from, you know, you, you talked about bags of tricks. Actors have these things that these sharpened knives that they're ready to kind of unleash that they have some experience with. And, um, William wasn't using any of the, the bags of tricks that I'd used as an actor. There, there wasn't really any elements of him that, that I knew how to express. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was my first deep getting into film acting, uh, role where I understood the difference between presentation and, and experience and feeling it on film. Um, just everything had to be just so, and that was nerve wracking because all of those actors I've already mentioned are great at doing that. And so, oh gosh, yeah, it was, it was everything I, I could do to just, uh, you know, put my whole soul into it. It was, it was delight and, and, and the team helped me and it was just great. Just, what a great experience. And you're on post on El Tonto, Charlie Day's movie. Another, yeah, yeah. Another, another uh, great cast: uh, Adrian Brody, uh, Kate Beckinsale, yeah. Markovich, Edie Falco, Common. Oh, it's second time with Common. It's your second job with Common. Oh yeah. Oh man, I love that guy. You yeah. know, and you 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 had you had Bill Burr on. I did. Who, um, he's, you know, the first time I worked with Common was the Sean Levy uh, movie Date Night with you know Carell and Faye and. Um, hilarious, hilarious movie. And, and Bill, I was like, of course, the dirty cop. Bill was a good cop. <laughs> and he was such a sweet guy. He's like, hi, ah, you guys, uh, you know, I'm just a stand up guy and I'm, I just come to watch you guys and, and see how you do it. See, see, you so know, humble, just man. paying a lot of attention. So goddamn so humble. humble. He does, he, he's like, I got a couple so of specials. Good. I listened to his specials. I'm like, oh my God, this man is insanely funny and then i was thinking about him being so sweet and humble on date night when i was watching you in uh staten island and uh my god damn bill burr knocks the doors off that part yeah he shows up and just gives a perform i was i'm like so I, consistent I, next time i see him i'm gonna ask him for tips because he's he's so dialed in, so consistent. He was so consistent yeah, working on that. I love yeah. watching him. Um, so solid. So how was that experience uh, yeah, working I, with with Charlie again? And uh, the last time you guys worked together was uh, Always Sunny, right? Yeah, Charlie. You know, like I said, we met at Williamstown. We lived together in New York and L.A. Uh, he's one of my best pals. Uh, he stayed. Uh, He's a great man uh, through all his success. He's still got a seat on the ground, which I love. Um, and yeah, he's, he, he, he wrote and directed his own thing, asked me to, to pop in uh, and do a little thing. And, you know, when you make a lot of friends in the business, sometimes they, they're like, hey, when you come and add a little, add a little sugar yeah. to this scene, you're like, of course, of course I'm going to add a little sugar. And then I just finished uh, uh, a pachinko uh, which is, uh, was it a Shriver? No, Pachinko is what I, is actually what I've been working on, um, in the past, uh, four months or so. I went out to Korea and then to Vancouver, um, 
because uh, it's a gorgeous novel from Min Jin Lee that Su Hu has adopted, uh, adapted into an amazing series for Apple. And um, honestly, I think uh, I'm the only actor in the cast that isn't either Asian American or Asian. Um, and it's this gorgeous story of, of, a, of a family, of a Korean family's migration into Japan during the annexation um, uh, in the first half of the century and on into the 60s. So it's, it's, it's just gorgeous. I felt so lucky to, first of all, be able to see Korea for the first time and then get to work with all these amazing actors. Jin Ha is a young man who's uh, one of the leads. You might have seen him in Dev. We became real good friends, and he just knocks it out. Um, so that'll that'll be showing up around next year. Shriver was one of the couple things I was doing that shut down because of COVID. Uh, I think we I think we were about three weeks out. It's really talented writer Michael Mirren um, came up with this great script uh, and is directing it. You know, starring Michael Shan, Kate Hudson, Don Johnson, all these great people. Um, and then COVID just lopped the edge off and it was a low budget, you know, he's just getting it through his bootstraps. So we don't have like studio money to be like, let's figure it out. But we've all come back together. We're going to finish it up in about three weeks. And so that'll be in the can finally. And can you believe we have to do hashtags to convince a certain group of people in this country that Asian hate is not acceptable? Hey. Fucking crazy! It's, it's just insane. It's insane. You, I it's don't a, know what's going it's on. A, it's a, they have to tell people that hate's bad, huh? That you have to tell people yeah. that hate is bad is is the thing that it's crazy. It's yes. it's, 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 it's it's two, yeah, it's 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 two thousand twenty one, and I can't believe we still have to fucking deal with this bullshit. It's uh, hey man, it's uh, this country has a lot, a lot, lot of, of problems, of, man. Yeah. Closed minds, a lot of closed minds. And it's carrying through a lot of shit that it's never it's, uh, figured out. And it's got to start know, at home. You know, you got to start. Yeah, you got to start, start educating and, your kids. And mm -hmm. and uh, it's it, it starts at home. I really believe that. And uh, this is the first time that uh, you know in our nation's history that there's it's been actually an attempt not just to give someone the right to vote, but an attempt to equalize the playing field and. It's so past due, um, but yeah, goddamn. Hopefully, the future is brighter. Before you move on, I, I wanted to ask you a question. It's very important to me. Oh, I thought you were going to say my hair was messed up. <laughs> your hair looks great. <laughs> Just like discussing like your your scope and your range in your work. And I remember like when I was younger and I saw you, you know, pop up for the first time on screen. That was actually always sunny in Philadelphia. So we talk about like Westworld and how much restraint it takes to play that character and how much goes into that. And then the absolute polar opposite. What did you have to do to get into character to play Liam McPoyle? Oh, oh man. We, we watched, yeah. we watched I this, know this whole thing that just dealt with your skits on the, on the job. Just a mashup from Always Sunny with classic McPoyle moments. I mean, the moment you walked on screen, I said, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, yeah, how and about I, this? And I picked you. somebody! <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> My God, wardrobe must have been easy. It's mainly bathrobes and underwear. <laughs> bathrobes. Yeah. They, believe it or not, uh, they would lay in that unibrow one hair at a time. <laughs> they really would. They really took took it seriously. God, um, fucking genius. Oh man, it was ah. it was a hoot. Well, you know that that was kind of born out of um, Charlie and I again could not get work when we started in New York, and so we would just make these ridiculous home movies that really was never an ending. It was just us improvising. And Charlie's kind of go-to was like, you know, I started, when I started hanging out with Charlie, I'm like, I will never be funny like this person. This person is funny on a level I can't even quite comprehend. And it's explosive and it's so energized. And I just fell into these like more, uh, <laughs> more internalized comedic characters where he would be explosive and I would just be kind of absorbing him. And, um, <laughs> you know, he, when he, when he and Rob and Glenn were starting to figure the show, he's like, hey, do you want to do kind of like a, kind of like, well, you know, one of those guys that you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so part of that freedom of expression, you know, like you said, if you're in a comfortable environment, my gosh, acting is a breeze. And so I know those guys, I love those guys. And we're there in a room together and yeah, there's a couple cameras and yeah, there's this and that. But we're just get, make, trying to make each other crack the fuck up. Great. You know, that's yeah. all we want to do is make each other laugh. And so that's why you can just, you will call it! <laughs> <laughs> there and ready. Now, you had a lot of room to, like, improv as well. I mean, it looks like such a comfortable environment. You could just add things. There's one one scene where someone gets sick in your house and he runs to the bathroom to vomit. And you're just like, don't flush it! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many little things. You just, I mean, it just had me crying. Right? I mean, it's it, that show holds up over time. Oh just really great stuff, man. It's it's funny though. There's like someone <clears throat> put put a YouTube thing together. Like whatever I'm doing, whether it's McPoyle or William, it 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 is attached. It's anchored somewhere deep into my soul, and so um, someone put together this YouTube thing of like Jimmy Simpson screaming. <laughs> And so they take clips from me as William, from me as Liam, from me in Breakout Kings, from me in Happen Leonard. And uh, and because like, there's a similar quality to the intensity <laughs> when I'm screaming, whether I'm being funny or whether I'm my, my, the love of my life is being stolen from me. Um, so <laughs> it, it was kind of uh, illuminating to me. I'm like, oh, I, I, there's this core... There's this core soul that comes out whether I'm being ridiculous or dead ass serious. It's uh, <laughs> it was kind of weird, but I, I enjoyed watching it. All right, Jimmy, you're in Dom's hot seat. Uh oh. No shit. What's one of your biggest pet peeves? Uh, pet peeves. Well, I don't know. I'm in L.A., so there's there's plenty of traffic pet peeves man you know it, everyone's always so so tense and staring there's so many things to upset you know <laughs> but actually I, i'd say my traffic pet peeve is is that i'm always trying to cut the tension so like there's a you're always going to pull up to a red light with someone next to you and so <laughs> i like to pull up to red lights sometimes like making like a Jim Carrey shit-eating like <laughs> grin, and I'll slowly pull up next to the person. He did this to me. And then I'll go. 
Yeah, I'm to you. And I look over thinking like, if someone did that to me, it would make my, my day. It would just, I'm like, oh, there's, there's fun. There's fun in the world, not just traffic. Nobody ever does. So my pet peeve is that nobody in LA makes Jim Carrey faces when they pull up next to me and then slowly turns to freak me he, out. He did this to me. We were actually driving. I had left and then he kind of caught up to me. We were driving. We were and uh, he pulls up to me, he's on the side, blasting his radio, windows down, <laughs> fucking freezing outside, blasting, and his seat is all the way up as That's if crazy. he's almost on the dashboard, <laughs> like the steering wheel is like on his chest, and he's like this, just bobbing it, and he's got, the, he's got, his, he's got his hat to the side, and then he just looks over and he does that grin. Oh, man. I... I, 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 I I've been on the other end of that. It's a good thing. Good. good. Well, put a smile on your face. Was it enjoyable or not? Huh? All right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Down. You're on uh <laughs> you're on the karaoke stage. And write this down, guys, because well we got it. Oh, but yeah. this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> uh you're on the karaoke stage. What song are you singing? Uh Oh, I have a couple that I like. It's been so long, man, since we've done fun things like that. But um, a go-to is, is is Starman by oh, Bowie. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Hey, Pat. There you go, Pat. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Sky. <laughs> oh. you know, it's, just, oh, yeah. it's so good. Or else I'll do uh, um, uh, China Girl. Oh, yeah. Um, just you shut your mouth. You know, it's a, it's a great one, too. Anything, anything Bowie, or uh, occasionally I'll drop a little Stones, Stones lick. Yeah, Stones, man, Stones. Bowie was very theatrical. Great karaoke. I miss karaoke. Yeah. I miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what about you, Dom? <sighs> no, no, I got that, that, that baritone voice. I don't know. My <laughs> it's definitely some good Frank Sinatra right there. When I was seven. I, 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 I pegged you as Aaron Neville. <laughs> Aaron Neville? <Yeah. laughs> Does anybody you know what that's from? What is that from? Do you know where that guy you know, uh-huh. all right, think about it. Take oh, a couple do, of do, do minutes. It, do it again. Do it again. Yeah, she came in. She came in. I saw her. I killed the bitch. It's so dead on. I have no idea. I think about it. Let it ponder. Let it simmer. Um, (laughs) You've been making me crack up with that for 10 years. If you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, how old are you and what's that piece of advice? Uh, Shit, man. I... I don't know. I don't. I maybe uh, definitely like my my most awkward years were 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 high school. Um, I would say maybe fourteen, um, and I was I would say, uh, young man, before you go to school, come up with some zingers against those jocks, <laughs> have them ready, and just drop them because they're just kids. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember being so intimidated by other kids my age, as if my perception was they know so much more than me, and I felt so kind of diminutive. 
And I would have just uh, whispered like, hey, things will all smooth out in the next 10 years. Um, this is so temporary. Don't, don't feel so bad about yourself right. during this phase of your life. You get through it. Yeah, you man. get through it. Uh, you have a hero, Jimmy? Yeah, I got my, 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 you know, my parents. Yeah. My, my parents just showed me the right way to, to do stuff. Um, they, they, I feel lucky as hell. I feel blessed. They, they showed me, uh, you know, I never knew when we did or didn't have money because the love was always through the roof. And, uh, yeah. And they, they just kept that love coming yeah. my entire life. Lovely family. Supportive. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Real, real, real lucky. Um, I let the, uh, by the way, that was Shawshank. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. The actual killer. Yeah. The actual killer. Okay. With the, the rotten <laughs> okay. teeth. With the rotten teeth. Yeah, I got it yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize yes. the rotten teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, do you want to plug anything? Um, just the show, brother. Thank you. You know? Just, 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 just this show. Keep listening. Thank folks. you. It's an honor to have you this guy's on a, here. He's a golden human. I know, I know you're. Uh, I know you got a few things going on, and uh, you made some time for us, so I really appreciate it. But uh, man, it is my pleasure. I love you, buddy. I always got time for dumb. Fuck you, bitch. All right, there, boss. Follow up. All right, my friend. All right, kid. All right, love, love you. you. Hang in there. All right. All right. See ya. See ya.